Let's go. Will the podcast please report to the rail of Section O to talk to the referee? The podcast keeps getting bigger with the biggest voice in track and field since 2003. Everyone who runs cross country or track knows his legendary voice. Track Guy USA, announcer of the America Classic Drake Relays, NCAA Championships, and the Olympic Trials. On the Mount Rushmore of announcers, there's Al Michaels, Mike Breen, Jim Nance, and today's special guest, we will. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Mickey. It's a, a beautiful day, and, you know, summer is in uh, full swing. It's going to be hot the next few days, which means uh, uh, cross-country practice will be started for the high school kids before long. So uh, everything is normal, but everything is great in the state of Iowa. Awesome. Yep. You know, when it starts getting hotter, that means the fall season is coming here. And hopefully I got that right. It was section O, correct? That was like the the whole crowd goes, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, That's got to be my least favorite thing to ever say over a microphone because they don't call people to section O to say you want a free sandwich or something. You know, it's uh, <laughs> somebody's going to be somebody's going to be disappointed. Most times, you know, the coaches know it's coming, but, you know, Sometimes you call two teams to section O out of the same race. And so uh, anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not fun to do that. That's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you already started. I mean, I remember hearing it all times you'd hear it and you're like, oh, please don't say our name. Please don't say our name. But uh, how did it feel for you being back at the Blue Oval announcing state track this year? All the other big events that was happening. Like, how great was it to be back after a crazy year? Oh, just uh, amazing, you know. I mean, it was uh, last year. It seemed like, you know, sat around and said, I can't believe that, uh, you know, we're not there. And then this year it was like, I can't believe we are here, you know. And uh, so uh, it just, you know, when you have a passion for something, you know, whatever it is, uh, and it's taken away from you, and I totally get it, I totally support it, you know, and all that business. But when it's taken away from you, it's a big deal, whatever that passion in your life is, uh, when you have to, uh, uh, quote unquote, survive without it, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really odd. It's, a, it's an odd feeling to, you know, look at the calendar and think, you know what, you know, in a normal world, we would be doing this or doing that. And uh, oh, yeah. so, you know, you just, uh, you know, last year, we, we just hoped that uh, it was going to be a one year thing. And luckily it was. And. And things are beginning to get back a little bit to normal. Although, you know, I, I honestly won't believe the Olympics happen until that first gun goes off. I, there's uh, more and more uh, athletes mentioned every day that aren't going. Either they're afraid of COVID, getting COVID if they get there, or they already have it and tested positive. So uh, it's going to be much different, I think, even on what we expected. Yeah, and that is all the crazy things you've been hearing in the news or pop up with an athlete here or athlete there. Like, it does, you know, sometimes think that those best athletes don't get a show. They've been waiting now five years to show off their, you know, talents and whatnot. It really does, you know, sad people when you see the that news come on up. Oh, yeah, it, it, absolutely. These, these are people that have uh, put their life on hold to dedicate every hour of the day to, to get better and, and represent their country. And, and uh, so, you know, um, let's hope that, that things go off as close to normal as possible. Um, you know, I think the world needs it right now. I mean, you know, there are many sports uh, in the Olympics that uh, the only time we pay attention to them are once every four years, you know, uh, but love them. And uh, uh, I mean, I, I love to watch the swimming and diving at the Olympics 
and I don't know that I ever have watched it between the Olympic Games, and that's not no, and that's not fair. But I, but I absolutely love to watch it during the Olympics, and and I think there's probably many people around the world that say the same thing about track and field. You know, it, it's a huge, huge sport once every four years, and and, and I get it. Everybody's busy. Um, everybody has you know things they love to do and watch, and there's only so much time in a day. Uh, so uh, for somebody like myself who can't wait for track and field, uh, it would be pretty hypocritical of me if, if I said, you know, hey, why don't everybody watch it when I don't do the same thing myself? But uh, for every four years, it's absolutely awesome. Now it's been five. Uh, it's even going to be more awesome. And, uh, um, you know, we've got to get up early in the morning to watch track and field. Uh, they're going to be, you know, starting at five or six in the morning uh, central time. But uh, that's what that's what they made alarm clocks for. <laughs> you are so true but uh and i i'm in the same boat like i i watch track and field a lot especially here in you know the iowa area but you know swimming and diving like i watch it you know gymnastics sometimes here and there but like you only get to see these athletes those every four years but like that's one of the biggest moments where i can put aside that day like hey i'm gonna watch all these swim all these swimming athletes and see how great they do and yeah i'm just in the same boat as you where i'm like I probably should, and I don't want to be hypocritical. Like, hey, watch all track. Like, watch all this sport when, you know, I got to do the same, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and hopefully the entire country will uh, um, gather around the TV set, you know, um, the next 30 days or so and, and watch every every American compete that they can in any event. You know, because our, our country needs that right now. They need each other's support after what we've gone through the last uh, year and a half. So uh, hopefully everybody will find some time uh, to do that. You're so right again. Just like everyone getting together for a good cause, cheering on people, spreading that positivity. That's one thing we love doing here on this podcast. But like getting excited about something and all coming together. You talk about that with, you know, cross-country track teams. Let's all come together. We have this one common goal. But now, like you're saying, as a country, as a nation, we can all come and just back up these people and, you know, cheer our hearts out behind that TV screen, getting excited when they're making that last kick in a certain event uh, is, you know, the thing I'll be definitely looking forward to. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it seems like there's always an equal amount of, of heartbreak and, and ecstasy. But, uh, you know, and that's all part of it. That's all part of competition. It's part of athletics. And and uh, but uh Hopefully there's more celebrating than, than heartbreak. And, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so, I can't imagine being an athlete and being on the medal stand and hearing the, hearing your national anthem, um, you know, and it's, it's moving for me to watch it when an American is on the medal stand, you know, and they've got the American flag perhaps draped across their shoulders or it's, it's least on the big screen and, and they've received their medal for years and years of, of, of hard work to get there. Uh, it's, uh, for somebody to say they watched that and wasn't moved by it, well, they've, they've, they've got issues. I don't, I can't imagine anybody not being moved by that scene. Totally agree. I mean, anytime someone gets on a podium, I'm like, wow, like they did that. But then when you have all the things that you were saying with the American flag, national anthem, like it brings me chills just thinking about it. Yeah, it's, and it's going to be different this year. You know, everybody knows there are uh, basically no fans in the stands, you know, and, uh, um, so that, that'll, that'll be different, obviously. Um, but you know, there, uh, I, we had a good visit with Carissa Schweitzer, uh, for our track guy podcast. It's going to release probably tomorrow that, you know, Hey, you know, it's, I'm going to miss not having my family there, 
but I'm there to do a job. You know, I'm there to be focused on what I need to do and not be looking up in the stands and wondering who's there, who's not there to watch me. So uh, she knows they'll be watching, you know, from abroad. And, and uh, that's the best, you know, that's the best that can happen this year. We got to deal with it and, and make the most of it. So, uh, and, you know, uh, to have an attitude like that, you got to think somebody's got a chance to do something big uh, going in with that kind of an attitude. Totally. Uh, it is crazy when you were just talking about like when you're there, I'm there to do a job. Like, yeah, I don't care about who's really looking at me because there's absolutely nobody looking at me besides the, you know, referees and whatnot. And I know just like from experience in my time at running at Drake, running at state, like when you come down that batch, you just hear that uproar. Like it's one of the best feelings, which almost motivates you, which these athletes won't have that, you know, extra little boost. Like, oh, wow, I'm living in the moment. I'm, you know, using the jeers and the cheers and all the other like great things being yelled and all the atmosphere like they will miss out on that which is so sad but the other time like you're saying like all right this is a job i'm here to do this i'm here to get the highest spot that i possibly can yeah so it it, like i say it'll be different uh it may it'll be tougher in some ways um but uh you know it's I would guess there's not going to be one athlete that comes out of any event at the Olympics in any sport and says, boy, I would have done better had we had a bigger crowd, (laughs) you know, and even though, you know, it would have helped at some point, but they know that isn't uh, uh, the driving force uh, for their success, but we're all human and we like people to cheer if we can. And, and they know that they'll be cheering behind it, you know, watching a TV set somewhere and, and that's just going to have to fill the void this year. Yes. And you know, it totally has to be, I mean, at this point, and, you know, we hopefully they do go give their absolute best. And, you know, we are, like you were saying earlier, there's going to be the heartbreaks. There's going to be the close races, but then there's also going to be the, um, you know, close to breaking records, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. There'll be, a, there'll be a fair amount of upsets and there'll be, you know, Olympic records set like in the past and, and, uh, and that type of thing, you know, and I told somebody, at the, I told people this year, you know, at the, at the state track meet, it was, amazing the performances we had you would have never guessed that those kids missed a year a little over a year of competing you know you never would have thought that because they were ready to go and I, we're, it's going to be the same thing in the olympics you know okay we have no fans we've it's been five years instead of four uh but in the whole scheme of things it's not going to be any different than what we've had in the past Yes, and you also did uh, bring up, you know, state track, you know, like the record, or not the record, but like the performance they did without having a year. But personally for you here, Mike Jays, how do you prepare for like such an outstanding announcing performance? Like you're up there all day, all classes, saying all these things. I was in a little bit of research. You have a little like uh, team up there as well, like spotting you. But how much like uh, effort does it take in, you know, be up there all day? Well, a lot. Uh, but you know, I mean, that, and that's part of it. You know, I mean, um, I, I, I tell people that, Hey, if these kids are going to give their best effort, uh, they, they deserve mine in return. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And so I don't, I don't get much sleep, uh, the week of the, of the state meet or, uh, the Drake relays, you know, or the NCAA meet. And that's fine. That's all. That's what they hired me to do. And that's what I love to do. And, uh, so yeah, I've got, I've got, uh, Spotter Josh Hildebrand, who's the cross country coach at Liberty, uh, has been with me for a long time at the state meet and, and uh, with a set of binoculars, you know, if I need help with a hip number or that type of thing. But uh, I do all my own research and uh, uh, wouldn't have. And that's, you know, like I say, and it seems kind of cliche, maybe in some kind of corny, but, but that's part of it. That's what 
that's what they hired me to do and that's what I love to do. And uh, so I always figure, well, I can catch up on my sleep in July, you know. So uh, <laughs> a lot of it's usually, you know, a rule of thumb would be uh, uh, an hour's worth of research worth of uh, equals an hour's worth of announcing, maybe something like that. But okay. So uh, for some meets, you know, it's it's well. This year was harder because we didn't have a 2019 uh, to draw from. Uh, you know, you had freshmen and sophomores at the state meet the Drake relays it. Uh, unless you did a, unless I saw them at, a, at another high school meet, I did. I hadn't seen them at all, you know. Only juniors and seniors returning, and so uh, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was different this year, uh, but uh, like I said, it, it, it's all part of it. It was, it was an absolute blast, and can't wait till next May to do it again. Yeah, you know, I just remember hearing all the things you'd say, like the quartet. I think it's one of your best lines. Like this quartet came back last year, or the state meet last year, Lane Four. Do you have any like kind of iconic or things that is your go-to sayings uh, at the state meet? Uh, it's just stuff that we love listening to, you know, like the section I you brought up earlier, but is there anything else that, you know, I got to put this in for the day? Well, you know, to be quite honest, I, I don't really even, I don't even think about it. It's just oh, so been cool. doing it long enough that it just, you know, that's what, that's what it is. You know, um, uh, you know, I love to bring people off the final turn, you know, and get the home stretch excited and, uh, and that type of thing and then and then just sit back for the last 50 meters and listen you know and and watch the crowd get those kids fired up uh, to, uh, to run an outstanding final stretch and and uh, so you know it's just uh, just how it happens to come out I guess but yeah those you know like I say some of those things I've, I've said over and over and maybe need to change it up a little no bit. never but, never but it's uh you know it's uh I, I'm just as excited as the, as the people in the crowd, you know, and uh, uh, I don't care what level of meet it is. I, I still do a, a fair number of high school meets around the state. Um, I mean, the high school meets is where I got my start, you know, and, and it also helps me uh, to identify not only names, but identify uniforms for the state meet, the Drake relays. And so, and I get just as excited uh, for those meets as, as I do any other, you know, uh, and those kids, um, you know, if, like I said before, if they're going to give their best effort, they deserve mine in return. And, and, uh, I don't treat, uh, uh, you know, the clear Creek boys invitational any different than I do the state meet. That was just so much about you. And I absolutely love it. You talk about bringing them in on the final turn. Like, I know I definitely needed it after 800, 400, but I hear your voice like, all right, here we go. And then after you say that the crowd erupts, like you were saying, and it's just so cool that you take that mentality, like they're giving their best effort. So why don't I, and that's kind of thing that I do for coaching. I coach football and, you know, volleyball, all this other stuff, trying to get into track as well. But like, I'm going to give you my best effort, you know? So I hope you would do the same as well. And that just means so much about you just from up in the booth and the best seat in the house. And that's just so cool to hear. Well, I mean, it, it's just, uh, just think how, how different our world would be if everybody did that, you know? And, and, uh, but you know that's that's like I say the the boys association, girls union, the Drake relays, the NCAA, uh, they don't hire me to come in and, and uh, you know do a half-assed job. They hire me to come in and do my best. And uh, uh, those kids that uh, qualified to any of those events, they got there by giving their best. So uh, uh, they're going to get what I have. So cool to, you know, just hear that and whatnot. And where did, you know, you talk about all of these, all these people you want to help out. Passion originally start from. 
Well, I was a uh, high school cross country coach at my alma mater, Columbus Junction, for 26 years, and and uh, assistant track coach uh, for about that many. And um, I started going to the Drake Relays in 1975. I was a sophomore in high school, and I have yet to miss since 1975. Wow, and I insane! Yeah, I, and I went. I went because we could get. I could get out of school. Yeah. Coach says, "Hey, we got an extra ticket. You want to go?" And I said, "Well, when are we leaving?" He said, third, uh, Friday morning." I said, "Heck yes, I'm in, man." And I love track, at the, you know. Anyway, and that just uh, uh, and really instilled the love for the sport uh, to me. And and uh, back in the day, you could get on the infield. Uh, Drake Stadium had a sunken infield. You could get on the infield if you were wearing school issued sweats. Ah, well, I took my sweats, put them on over my jeans, and I, I, I spent two days on the infield getting autographs and taking pictures and, and still have some today hanging here in my in my track cave in my garage. But it's, uh, you know, so that's what instilled the love for track and field in me. And then when I started coaching uh, in the early 80s, um, we hosted several home meets. We were one of the first schools that had an all-weather track in the area. So we hosted a lot of meets, and I just started announcing our own home meets, and people, other teams uh, came. They invited me to come and do their meet, this and that. Went to the University of Iowa in the mid-'80s. They were hosting the Big Ten meet, and they had no announcer. They had somebody just calling uh, first call, second call, and I thought, this is the Big Ten championships, and this is what they have. So wow. I mentioned, hey, to Larry Wazorek, the head coach, I said, hey, if you uh, ever need somebody, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you out. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. So the next year, I, I started doing Iowa meets and then the Big Ten again. And it just, uh, it's it's been an absolute dream come true. It's, uh, I, I, I still uh, pinch myself today wondering how did I ever fall into this gig. And But, you know, I had, uh, and a lot of it, you know, and I tell people as corny as it may sound, it falls back to, high school experiences, you know, it, it, it's speech and drama and, and active in, in athletics and going and hearing other announcers at other events. And, and I knew uh, early on in my life, this is what I wanted to do, whether I did it for a, ended up doing it for a living like I do now or just part time, whatever the case may be, that this is a, a passion that I wanted to fulfill. And each and every day I, I live the dream. And uh, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's an absolute I feel sorry for people, Mickey, that their feet hit the floor in the morning and they have no passion. They don't know oh. what, you know, and, and, and every, anybody and everybody can have a passion about something, you know, that you want to devote time to, to, to make the world better, make yourself better, make your family better, whatever. You know, some people's passion is their job. You know, they can't wait to go to work and, and excel. And, and that's awesome. Your passion can be anything. And mine happens to be uh, track and field and track and field announcing. And I always wanted to work hard to try to be the very best that I can be. And uh, so far, it, it, it's been a wonderful ride. I've been very, very fortunate. That just gets me even more excited. I mean, because you talked about starting. So you said you haven't missed Drake since 1975? Yeah, 75. Oh, yeah. that is quite the streak. I mean, that should go in the record books alone. But it shows that like, you talk about the passion. It even gets me more excited because – a thing that really hit uh, hard with me, the thing you just said, like you wake up in the morning, your feet hit the ground and you, and you got to have passion for something. You said announcing track. You said you did speech and athletics in high school. Like that's what I did as well. That's why I like doing a small podcast whenever I can. 
you know, announce things here and there because I absolutely love it. I love listening to people. And even at the state meet, Drake Reel is like, I would just sit back. I don't even know what team's running, but I'm hearing you going off and it just makes the atmosphere so much better. And you put, you know, it all together of how great, you know, experience, you know, for either the athletes or for the fans that it can be. And it's so cool that it's your dream. Like, I did not know that, you know, I thought it was just like your job. Here we go. But it's so cool that even the announcer, one of the most known names in Iowa for track and field, he loves his job. He doesn't, you know, he goes to it. It's his dream. He gets up every morning, super excited where, you know, same boat I'm in. I go coach football, coach all these other sports. I go teach uh, elementary school PE. Like, I absolutely love it. I wake up, get a little uh, kick in my step. I'm like, I'm so excited for today. And it's just so cool that you also share that same kind of, um, I don't know, environment as well. Well, and my guess is that uh, those kids you teach at elementary PE, those kids you coach, they can tell that that's your passion and you want to be better at it and you want to make them better. It, it, it shows uh, absolutely, you know, that uh, uh, when somebody loves to do something and wants to be better at it and wants, you know, wants to take you along for the ride, uh, don't kid yourself. Those kids know that uh, when you show up, it's going to be a good day. So, you know, and, and, and just like if somebody has a passion for their job, it's, it's the same thing, a passion to be a better parent or a better spouse or a better sibling, you know, and, um, I always challenged my, my kids that I coached, Hey, you know, you're not just representing yourself. You're representing your school and your community, you know, go out there and be the very best person you can be as well as the best athlete you can be. Uh, people are going to forget, uh, how fast you ran the quarter, but they're not <laughs> going to forget that you did something good, you know, for them or to them. So, uh, being a good person and having a passion to be a good person is very, very important. Uh, that's truly amazing. That's kind of how I live my life. Like, yeah, you know, I did this and that, you know, but at the end of the day, like, if I treat you well, I give you something positive to leave that day, et cetera. Like I've done my job and that's something that I like doing in my own life. And it's so cool hearing it from you as well. Like the, you know, energy I always bring to practices or to my classroom, like I'm the most one with the most energy. If someone matches me, all right, I got to do better. Like I got to be just a little bit more, but, uh, Moving on, and kind of the energy of this interview I want to move to is Track Guy USA. You brought it up about the podcast. I'm super excited to listen to it. I did not know it was a thing yet, so I'm super excited to listen to it. But uh, can you give us more details about that whole foundation itself? Well, yeah. and on the podcast, that's something my sons kept telling Dad. We got to, we need to do a podcast and just talk about what we do and talk about Iowans and this and that. Uh, and I tell you what, the and I said this somewhat sunk tongue-in-cheek on Twitter, but the learning curve for this old boy when it comes to a podcast is pretty steep. So uh, <laughs> we're, get, we're, getting, we're getting closer to getting it edited and get it posted. But Carissa Schweitzer was our first guest, and, and she was awesome. But the Track Guy Foundation, we started uh, in October of 2018. Um, my sons, we have three grown sons, and they just, you know, Dad, we need to give back to the sport. Uh, it's been so good to us and allowed us so – you know, so many opportunities in life and so many great moments in life that we it's time to give back. And so we uh, started just selling T-shirts online, uh, had them uh, T-shirts designed uh, specifically for track guy. Um, uh, Kennedy King was a state champion at Davenport Assumption as um, a graphic artist, and she is our designer. And then we and we, we wanted to get them designed by somebody that had a track and field background in Iowa. And printed by somebody at a track and field background. Yes. And our printer is Brad Elliott, the track coach at Mount Air. 
that's what he does for a living. He's got a very successful uh, printing company in Mount Air, so he does our printing. And uh, so we've got a great relationship with those two. So in addition to that, we started, you know, people were wanting to donate to us because what we do uh, initially, and we've added to that, and I'll get to that, is purchase shoes for impoverished kids in Iowa that want to be involved in track and field and or cross country, but can't afford the proper footwear. You know, they've been wearing hand-me-down shoes or the same shoes for two or three years. So uh, that was our initial mission and still is our main focus is to do that. So over since 2018, and just this year, we gave away 12 $500 scholarships. We've given away 21 $500 scholarships so far. And uh, this summer, we uh, uh, helped provide uh, funds for 12 different uh, kids to go to cross-country camp. And uh, uh, so, you know, that's, that's what people uh, give us money to do and buy shirts for us to do is to help kids and, and, and that's what we do. And we absolutely, absolutely love it. It's uh, I've got so many wonderful stories about people that have sent us money and don't even know who they are, you know, and how did you find out about us and this type of thing? And I guess one story that still is hard for me to, to believe, except she's just an absolutely wonderful down to earth person. When we first started this, my boys said, hey, dad, why don't we get some, we'll get some more shirts printed send them to some of the people you know around the United States and see if they'll wear them and take a selfie and then we can post that. Wow. Well, so the very first one I sent to was Jenny Simpson. And I called her and told her what we were doing. I wanted to know, hey, can I send you a shirt? Would you wear it? Take a picture of yourself and send it back to us. And she said, oh, yes, absolutely. We got a $500 check from Jenny Simpson before she ever got the shirt. Wow. Yeah. Dan O'Brien, Olympic champion of decathlon, wears our field often. You know, Carissa Schweitzer. So it's just been uh, uh, it's been a dream come true. Now we're coming out with a new shirt. Hopefully, we'll be presenting that next week. We've got track guy shirts. We've got track girl shirts. Now we're going to come out with track kid. We've had a lot of people oh, say, "Do you have any awesome. kid sizes?" And we didn't. So we're going to use a lot of different color uh, uh, colors and bright colors and come out with a track kid shirt that we'll release in a, in a week or two. So um, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for me to explain how fulfilling it is to, to help a kid, to see a look on a kid's face when you uh, uh, give them a new pair of shoes, uh, you know, and to say, hey, it, it's, it's no cost, it's, it's all good. And we have five uh, fitness stores across Iowa that, that help us with that. Uh, Peak Performance in Sioux City, Fitness Sports and Heartland Souls in the Des Moines area, Heartland Souls in Coralville, Iowa Running Company in Cedar Rapids, and uh, and uh, Fleet Feet in Davenport uh, have been great friends and supporters of ours, and uh, it's uh, it's it's a wonderful thing. And um, you know, we've had uh, speaking engagements across the state where we've had um, uh, guests come in and join us at a at a location. Uh, Olympians with Iowa ties, national champions with Iowa ties, uh, and that type of thing. And just trying to continue to educate people about the track and field in the state of Iowa and get people fired up. And, and perhaps, uh, you know, if we could have, you know, go somewhere and, and have a uh, uh, speaking engagement with people and have a guest or two. And then, you know, maybe who knows, maybe we'll get uh, uh, an, another fan or two that'll be interested in the sport. And, I, you know, that's part of our mission, along with helping kids. 
That is such a great mission. I mean, speaking from track and field, you know, I've had friends, Nolan Tubal, Zach Grogan, who I know, you've said their name once or twice uh, over the intercom. They came on, and they're like, sometimes it is hard to get excited for track and field. You get there, go through your workout, and you're like, wow, I just, you know, put my body through it, and, you know, but I still love it because all the extra stuff that happens and whatnot. And hearing from you that you give someone a free pair of shoes, I know, you know, long time ago, some, you know, I got free basketball shoes and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And for you to do that for these athletes, just to better, you know, save their body, save their feet and whatnot goes such a long way. And it means, you know, it's just so much to the state of Iowa. And it's so cool. You bring up fleet feet here in Davenport. Actually, I just got a new pair of running shoes where I went there. Uh, me and the girlfriend, she took me out. She's like, Hey, use this place. I'm like, wow, this is a pretty cool place. And now hearing, you know, they also contribute to track guy USA with all the, donations and whatnot too and the support that they give y'all like it makes full circle and it's so cool just to hear that the olympians send you donations they just wear your shirt take selfies and business starts to boom and i know after this i'm definitely gonna get myself a track guy shirt as well i saw it a little bit in the past after following you you know so many years like oh kind of but now hearing all the stuff that it goes to uh it's definitely going to be where uh worn by me here soon well thank you but you know and, and people want to help you know there are people uh but, but they, they need an avenue, you know, to do that. You know, uh, somebody says, yeah, I'll, I want to give, you know, $25, $50, whatever, but I don't know how to do it or where to do it, you know. And uh, so, you know, it, it has opened up that avenue for people to do that. Uh, there's a, there's a, one more example. There's a guy in Geneseo, Illinois, wow. that I have never met, <laughs> never met. And has sent us $500 a year each of the last three years. I wouldn't know him if he walked in my door. Wow. Yeah. So it's just little thing. You know, they, they, they love to help people. People love to help people. Uh, but many of them don't know how to go about it. And we have found that out and found that to be so true that uh, uh, it, 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 it's crazy. It's absolutely uh, mind blowing. Um, I got a, we got a, a donation the other day from a lady in West Des Moines. No clue. I Googled her and still couldn't find. I have no clue who it is. Oh, wow. No clue. So, you know, I sent, I'm going to send her a card and say, hey, you know, can you, how did you find out? Can you tell us, you know, and this type of thing. And so it's just, uh, it's wonderful. And every, every penny we make, you know, goes back into making Track Guy Foundation better. Uh, we are a 501c3, so it's all tax deductible for anybody that wants to donate. And it, and it goes to kids, you know. I'm getting ready to put, I'll be putting an email together here in the next week or so and send it out about the 1st of August, maybe the second week of August to every cross country coach in Iowa. We have a, I get a database through the Iowa Association of Track Coaches just to remind them that, Hey, if you've got a kid that needs shoes, we want to know immediately, you know, don't be too proud to ask. And we mean that wholeheartedly. Don't be, you know, don't be too proud to ask or, or let us know. Uh, we don't need the kid's name. You know, we don't need to know who it is. Uh, would you, we'll either they'll, we'll line them up to go to one of our five shoe store partners and, and get shoes. And if they don't live close enough, tell us your shoe size. We'll take a guess. I'll send them to them and hopefully they work. If they don't, they'll send them back postage paid and until we get it right. But, uh, we haven't had to do that yet. We've had, you know, uh, we've had great success on, on them knowing what they needed, but uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of sad stories out there. You know, we have a young man that we bought some spikes for last year that he and his brother had shared 
They wow. were one year apart in high school, a junior and a senior. They had shared the same spikes since eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we bought them spikes, and you, you would have thought we bought them a new car. It was, it was the most moving thing that uh, – it, it was awesome. And so there are, there's a lot of sad stories out there like that, and we want, we want to take care of them. It's not – don't let your pride get in the way. It's okay that people want to help. And, and uh, so, you know, like I said, we've given away over 400 pair of shoes. We'd love to give 400 pair away a year. You know. Oh yeah. So um, if th- there's no limit to what you know, we'll it we'll come up with the money somewhere. That's not an issue to have the money to buy them. We just need the people to step up and say, "Yeah, we need help," and it's okay. And it's okay that that uh, Track Guy Foundation steps in and helps you out. The thing that you said that really uh, another great thing that hit home with me is like people helping out people. People want to help out, and you know we just need more of that in the world today and just to hear you know you help out all these kids just to get them spikes like sharing spikes goodness i could not even imagine like running a four bait all right on the first leg here you go here's my spikes take them off real quick before they finish like that's always going through my mind and i bet you it is like a new car like you get there like wait really i can just put these in my feet and go and it you know every athlete should be you know so thankful for that and i'm just you know big old smile on my face just hearing that that you know Sparks just, you know, makes my heart grow that that is the whole mission, that it all gives back to the, you know, sport itself and to get people excited to keep them out for the sport, let them run all four years, etc. Because like, hey, I got a pair of shoes like now I can put in the work now and try to better myself for the next three years, etc. So, well, I mean, kids, definitely, you know, Mickey, kids, kids don't want to wear hand me downs. You know, <laughs> no kid does. And. And kids are too proud to say why they're not out. You know, well, I've, uh, you know, I, I, I've got to go home and babysit or I've got to work or whatever. When really deep down, it may be because my parents can't afford shoes for me, you know. So and that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to do. Uh, one thing we did last year, you know, we had when we had no track season, we had no kids that needed shoes, you know, oh, they yeah. weren't practicing or anything. So I sent out uh, a mass email. And uh, does anybody in your community uh, need anything, you know? So we gave away seventy-five fifty-dollar fairway gift cards to needy families across the state. Wow! And and purchased thirty-five pair of shoes for families who needed shoes, and so they had at least one gift open up at Christmas. Uh, we gave uh, uh, one family, an entire family of five. Uh, we gave them shoes, and and many of them it was a, a child or two, but. So we gave away 35 pair of shoes at Christmas and 75 $50 gift cards. And, uh, you know, and we're willing to do that uh, if, if somebody needs it. You know, we're mainly to help track and field and cross-country kids. Absolutely, that is our mission. But if somebody would come up and say, Mike, we've got a family that just isn't making it. Well, we're going to be there to help them too. So uh, that, that's what, you know, that's what we're here for. Try to make it a... a you know, just better for everybody, Every for somebody to say they don't need a thing uh, when it's obvious they do. And I can't say this enough. This will be the last time I say it, though, today is <laughs> don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to, to ask somebody to contact me. You know, um, uh, we're there to help and uh, we love it. We love kids. And uh, and that's what we want to do. And that's what those who support us want us to do. 
That is so amazing, so awesome. I'm so happy that you gave myself the information for a track guy at USA and whoever else is listening can, you know, outreach to the, you know, cross country track coach that they know, to the athlete they know. It's like, hey, we can support you. And that's what, you know, we're here. We're spreading that, you know, spreading your brand, spreading your foundation because, you know, anyone and everyone can use it. And that means so much, you know. Well, if they go to go to trackguyfoundation.com and there is a link on there where somebody can fill out uh, if they don't want to call, you know, there's a link that they can fill out, you know, why we should or why we can or how we can donate a pair of shoes to somebody. So uh, uh, we can be contacted anyway through the through the website, whether they go on the website and get the email address and send me an email or if they want to take time to fill out the form. Uh, either way is absolutely fine. So uh, uh, the, the most important thing is, is just to contact me and, and we'll take it from there. Awesome. And, you know, you gave them the way how and whatnot. And it's so cool. So cool. Uh, we're here getting towards the end of the interview. Once again, I've already thanked you enough, but uh, thank you so much for coming on. We have about uh, two to three ish more questions here to so take a little bit of your time. And then uh, absolutely we'll not a problem. But, uh, you know, we talked about all the moments you announced for and we know we've been talking. It's just explains you as a person how much you're willing to give back but kind of you know keying it back in on you what's one of the biggest moments you've ever announced for you know you said you've been to the drake relay since 1975 but what is one you know one or two or three of the biggest moments you've got to witness or announce for well yeah boy and they're at all so many you know (laughs) they are at all levels when some uh um you know helping some boy break five minutes in the mile or some girl break six minutes in the 1500 that I mean that is so important to them and it's so awesome and when they you know are so happy and that type of thing um records are always awesome you know i, I was lucky enough at the trials this year to uh, to be on the mic for three world records uh oh, right so Krauser cool. in the shot and i you know i've seen ryan go i've announced meets over the last three or four years that he was going after the world record and he got it at the trials uh, that was awesome. Uh, Sydney McLaughlin and the a new oh, world yeah. record in the 400 hurdles. And uh, two years ago, I had called uh, Delilah Muhammad setting a new world record uh, uh, in the hurdles at Drake Stadium at the U.S. Championships. Then she broke it again at the Olympics, but or the World Championships, rather, in 2019. And then a young man by the name of Arian Knighton out of Florida broke uh, Usain Bolt's uh, under-20 uh, world record for the 200 and he'll be representing the u.s in the olympic Games. so getting those getting three world records in one meet was uh was amazing it was uh uh it was yeah i, I don't i don't even know how to explain it but uh you know luck of the draw i happened to be the guy that was on the mic for those three and and uh it was uh meant to be uh those are special you know uh, watching a kid win a state championship you know uh, oh yeah wow it's uh it's set a state record, you know, uh, that type of thing. It's, it's, they're all good. They, I mean, it's, uh, you can find something and good in, in every event, uh, every day, every meet, uh, there's somebody in there that has set a new lifetime best and got 10th place, but they are just giddy because their work paid off, you know? Oh yeah, there they are. And, and at that point, they don't care what place they got, you know, and it's just, Hey, all that hard work paid off. And I just set a new PR and, and and it, it's it's exciting and it should be exciting for everybody. 
world records, state champions, and even PRs, you still get the same excitement for all of them. And I mean, it is pretty tough when you see the shot put record. I, I think that's what you're saying. Like that game broken, like that's something to cheer for. But then you're bringing that same energy to someone who got 10th place, but PR'd by, you know, 10 seconds or so, whatever event it may be. So once again, I mean, that's just so cool. And just to hear you say that and, you know, shows how much you still give back to the sport and whatnot and shows all the great moments that you have been a part of being on the mic, like being the best seat in the house, all that. Well, it's, it's going back to what I said initially, it's just uh, being in the right place at the right time, uh, getting the right opportunities, you know, and, and just uh, uh, being lucky and being blessed. I've been so blessed to uh, have the ability and have the opportunity. Um, it's uh, yeah. It, it is corny as it sounds. It's, it's an absolute dream come true every day. Uh, I'm lucky to have the support I have. My wife supports me in everything I do and, and uh, my family, my kids, you know, know that, you know, there's probably going to be some days that uh, I'm going to miss something that's going on because uh, I've got a track meet scheduled and, and, uh, and they know that they, they, it's been that way for a long, long time and they support it. And uh, so it's all good, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was one of those guys that just hoped to get the sixth place ribbon. You know, I mean, I was, <laughs> we had really good track teams when I was in high school. And, and my goal was always to be able to score a point. You know, if, oh, you, yeah. scored a, if you scored a point in a varsity meet, you earned a letter. And, and boy, that was, oh, I, I couldn't wait to get that out of the way. You know, so, uh, so even if it was just six, uh, sixth place, and you, back in the day, they only placed six. You got one point. But it was, uh, you know, so. I know that there are kids out there that uh, feel the same way and are going through the same thing. They love the sport. They're not number one on their team and that's okay. You know, uh, it takes everybody uh, to win the meet. And uh, so, you know, just try to, to make sure that those kids have uh, equally uh, as good experience as those that, that win, you know, and one kid that comes to mind that is an absolute stud and that's Cooper DeGene from OABCIG he was going to Iowa on a free ride to play football. And Cooper DeGene is one of the best track athletes Iowa has to offer. Um, uh, won the long jump, won the 100, second in the 200, won the winning four by one for OABCIG. And then he also, after the season was over, comes to the IATC senior all-star meet at Iowa City West and ran with, with his peers when – most of Iowa's recruits his age were three or four blocks up the street practicing football, you know, wow. many of those kids go at semester. And I think that just, it, uh, it speaks so highly of that young man and the type of kids we have in Iowa. He wanted one more go round with his high school teammates, his high school peers. And luckily for us, it was track and field. And uh, uh, he was exceptional at the Drake relays in the state meet. And like I said, many kids across the country that are going to Division One football, many of them now go at that semester and, and start early. And, and I get it, and I support it, and we're just lucky that he didn't. We're lucky Tristan Wirfs did the same thing when he was yep. in high school, you know, and stayed and wrestled and, 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 and threw the shot. And uh, so, and the discus with high success, um, that's just the kind of kids we have around here, and, and people need to know that. And that's why I like to do my very best to, to celebrate what those kids are doing, you know, and let people know that, you know what, these kids had an option. They could have been doing something else and, uh, and they chose not to. 
They chose to represent their school, their community, and be with their peers uh, one final time. And and uh, this is this is why we should be celebrating. Uh, once again, that is just so cool. Hearing all those things, uh, you know, about, you know, talk about Tristan Wurst, like going one, go around, dropping 30 pounds here and there, breaking, you know, school records and being fourth all time in the shot put, I'm pretty sure, in Iowa history. But, uh, you know, keying in on somewhere else that is close to my heart, talk about Cornell College. I saw that you got to go uh, with a Coach Jerry there at Cornell. But how was the Cornell College, like, cross-country camp? It was awesome. It was awesome. They had 27 kids, uh, which is, you know – and, I, and I've been to several camps over the last few years. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if they don't have too many kids because they can't get a lot of one-on-one, so to speak. But I, I thought Jerry and his staff there did a, did a great job. Uh, the kids were uh, had a great time. Uh, I think they learned a lot. Um, 27 appeared to be an awesome number. Um, so I, 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 and I, you know, and I got a feeling that something is going to continue. Jerry wants to do big things in that program and, you know, he came from two outstanding programs running, oh, for at, sure. running at Monticello High School and then running at Wartburg, you know, and uh, he'll do good things there. And, and Cornell is, is behind it all the way. So it, it was fun. It was uh, uh, a great experience for the kids. And, you know, and, and I, I told the kids there that day, I can remember there would be little flyers about summer camps at school. My parents couldn't afford to send me and I would just lay in bed and read those and think how cool it would be to go to a camp and and that type of thing so we helped 12 kids this summer pay their their camp fees uh and and help them uh get to camp so you know and that's something we love to do and 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 would love to do each and every year uh people just reach out and and ask if we can lend a hand so it was uh it was to answer your initial question Mickey, it was a, it was great. I think the Cornell camp was uh, a great experience for for everyone there, from Jerry on down, um, and they did a great job. and And the kids seemed to be like they had a really really good time. Yeah, we also had Jerry on here on the podcast, and it was just so cool hearing him and you know about his career and whatnot. But I also texted him like, "Hey, how did it go?" Like I was super, you know, from the outside in, just watching and seeing all the things they did and. For them to get 27, I think it's a great number. It's going to kind of put Cornell back on the map. Like, wow, they host all these camps. Let's go there and push these kids to be their very best, and there's not a better staff to help them do that. Yeah, you know, and there were kids from all over. It wasn't just – Exactly, know, yeah. It wasn't just Mount Vernon area kids. So that was that that was pretty awesome as well. They got to see – you know, they got to see one of the – I think one of the most beautiful campuses in Iowa, and Mount Ooh. Vernon's a nice town as well, and they got to see the state of Iowa. You know, many of them – had never been to Iowa and may never come back to Iowa, but they got to see it <laughs> once and, and, and learn what we're about. And, and I think that was all positive. So cool. So cool. I'm just, once again, so thankful, Mike Day, for you being on. But the last, last question, we like to end it kind of like a fun, kind of like a what if um, question. But Mike Jay, if you could be the absolute best in any track and field event, like your, you know, Olympic breaking records, all this, what event or maybe your favorite event to watch, what is it? Well, you know, wouldn't it be fun to be on a four by one knowing Usain Bolt was on the anchor or uh, <laughs> being on a four by four? No, Michael Johnson was on the anchor leg. But, you know, you one know. thing I look back on and, and, and I tried to teach my kids this uh, that I coached and keep kids that I speak to is I, I wish I could go back and work as hard. Uh, I loved to run the mile in high school in the 70s. 
And but I was I was a great teammate. I loved the sport, but uh, I was not a hard worker. And and I and I regret that. Um, you know. So when I got out of school, I, I ran a lot of road races, and I could run faster at 25 than I could at 18 because I wow. worked harder. And yeah. So I would, I'd love to go back in time and, and be as good as I could be in the mile. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be good enough to, to, to do anything very big, but I'd love to go back and, and have that time back and, and, and work as hard as I should have worked uh, and, and see how good I could be in the mile. I mean, once again, showing who you are, four by one, four by four, like being that teammate, and that's definitely who I was as a track athlete, but then the mile, like I give credit to them trying to run a fast mile. I know I was training right after college, just trying to get a five minute mile. And I got close I got five Oh nine, but I'm like, y'all are crazy. How much like effort they put in for the mile. So definitely one of the top races you like watching for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, and it's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, it doesn't take those guys much time, obviously. So there's, you know, they've, there's not much room for error now in the mile when they're running three forty and three forty five. you know? So, right. uh, yeah, it, it's fun to watch, uh, you know, jockeying for position and, and coming off that final turn. And, and, that, and we're, you know what, and we're getting ready to see some of the best in the world ever uh, to do that in the next few weeks in Tokyo. So it's, uh, uh, it's going to be fun to watch all of that. Yeah, super excited to watch it all. I'm just like ticking down, you know, checking down the days. Like, let's go, let's get to the Olympics. I just want to see some track athletes run. But uh, is there anything else, you know, once again, thank you so much for me taking some of your time today to come on the podcast. Just get me excited for my day. I'm ready to go conquer the week here. But uh, anything else you'd like to say before we go? No, just just thanks. And, you know, and, and thanks for being an elementary PE teacher. And thanks for being a coach. Uh, kids need uh, positive influences in their life. And, uh, and thank you for being one of those influences that these kids can, can count on that they can come to. And, and uh, I just invite people to take a look at our Track Guy Foundation website just to see who we are and what we're about. I'm not, out, you know, and uh, uh, just know that, uh, you know, we're here to do good things for kids in Iowa. And if, and if you know somebody that needs a helping hand to give us a call. Oh, yeah. And I'll definitely. Out there as well, and not here on the Pieces Podcast. We are a big Track Guy Foundation people, so I'll be uh, spreading your brand as well. But once again, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day, a uh, great week. Hopefully, your uh, surgery goes successful. Not, but once again, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Absolutely, Mickey. Keep up the good work. Awesome. You too. Thank you so much, Mike J. See ya. Bye bye.